Welcome to the Particularly Packers podcast. Listen in as Bob Dog travels around the football universe in hopes of understanding the madness that we love about the league, particularly the Green Bay Packers. The journey begins now. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go, baby. What's up, everybody? Bob Dog checking in with you, particularly Packers podcast. Once again, week three of preseason is in the books as far as the Packers are concerned. We do have some games playing today because it is Sunday. Um... Woohoo! Preseason's over, man. It's about to be week one. This is getting exciting now. Um, don't worry about the game. It was horrible from a Packers perspective this weekend, but we're you know we're gonna talk about it. We have to talk about it because that's what we do here. Um, how about that Jets backfield? I don't know if you everybody saw that play. You probably won't. Um, you're more likely to see the Seahawks and that strip sack that they performed, which was beautiful. Um, congratulations to those fellas. That was a beautiful play. There was an unguarded, I believe, a linebacker blitzing through, nailed the corner, the quarterback. Ball flew in the air. It looked like a cornerback or a safety snatched that up and just ran it right in. Beautiful play. It's going to make all the highlights. Everybody will see it. But that Jets backfield, man, they got a strip from the wide receiver who just caught a long ball on, like, the one-yard line. The fumble ended up going out of the, the back of the end zone after, like, two or three people failed to, to pick it up. Became a touchback. So instead of giving up seven points, they actually got the ball back and placed on the 20-yard line or 25. I'm not really sure what they do now. I think I believe it's a 20 still, but, oh, man, you never know what these rule changes. That Both of them beautiful plays. Both, both, both of them. Deserve congratulations. It was beautiful. Um, for the most part, it seemed pretty injury-free this weekend besides Baltimore Ravens, J.K. Dobbins possibly out for the season. That's, you know, that's catastrophic, um, especially because I just picked up Lamar Jackson in my fantasy football league, but we'll get to that later. Um, that's catastrophic. However, I do want to point this out and I did read it from an article. I don't know who it was and I should give you props. And next time I do that, I will definitely give a shout out to my source just because you guys did the work and I did not, but Todd Gurley visited Baltimore back in June. What do you think? Todd Gurley. I mean, for the, as far as the fantasy, I need to pick up a starting running back. Uh, and I need a guy off the waiver, and I'm thinking Todd Gurley might just get grabbed up. Might be a good pickup. Um, we'll see. We'll see. With that being said, that's pretty much it that I'm going to cover for around the league. We're going to bring it back to the Packers. I'm going to keep it nice and short. Um, it, there's not too much to tell if you look at the score. Packers versus Buffalo, 19-0. to zero. Buffalo just smashed us. Um, Let's be honest, Josh Allen, he was on fire. That dude was he was humiliating our secondary. Um he Buffalo had no rushes the entire first quarter if I remember correctly. You know, they were just passing the ball, they were dominating us, they were getting first downs. <sighs> it hurt. It hurt. And there was not much pressure. If you if you don't even have to watch the tape. I'll break it down for you. Josh Allen drops back. He gets 3 or 4 seconds before anybody's even close. Dropped off the ball catch tackle you know we didn't have many miss you know big plays we didn't give up too many big plays we didn't miss too many tackles you know there were a couple but for the most part we did a consistent job tackling it was just no pass breakups no pressure I mean it was very we were consistent but we were consistently poor you know and it's it is what it is they had most of their starters out so we do have to give it this Buffalo came out firing they brought most of their starters if not all of their starters out probably Josh Allen, they had, you know, all their defense was out there. Tredavious White was looking spectacular, man. He was looking awesome. Um, 
Wow, man. What a, what a, if I was a Buffalo fan, I'd be very excited about this year. However, knowing what the Packers put out there, there wasn't, there weren't many starters out there. When we talk about Jordan Love stats, you have to remember that. So we'll go back. Josh Allen, he was on fire. Um, he looked really good. You know, I knew we were playing a lot of zone defense. There were a lot of holes and he picked it apart. Uh, true. And that guy, he, he might be around for a while, guys. Just get ready for that one. Good thing he's not in our division. We don't have to worry about it too much. Um, Tredavious White, like I said, if you want to watch some film, just watch, you know, his first quarter or whatever. That dude was, it was beautiful. I could watch Tredavious White all day. I mean, he's just, he's a ball hawk. He knows how to play. His technique is pretty good. You know, he's, he's awesome. He's a top five cornerback in the league. Uh, that's enough said. Um, their entire secondary actually performed fairly well. Uh, we did move the ball. Packers definitely moved the ball. But come fourth down, we were choking. It was definitely a lot of choking in there. Um, but their secondary just allowed no separation. Even the big plays that we got, it was either blown coverage or an amazing catch over good coverage. But there was not much separation. When they were on a guy, they were on a guy. Uh, there were a couple plays, you know, that – you know, people were running, Packers were running wide open where they definitely had a blown coverage. But if they were on that coverage, they were there. So I do, I, I, I enjoyed watching the film on their behalf just to see, you know, they had a lot of talent out there. But they're also covering wide receivers that aren't even going to be playing during the season. So they're playing, you know, practice squad material. So you should look like that. With that being said, all right, jumping over to the Packers. You got your praise, Buffalo, but you guys deserved it. And uh, there wasn't, I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't even criticize too much if I was watching their film. Uh, but with that being said, it should look like that. There's a bunch of starters. Our team, our team, Packers over here. Go, Pack, go. Jordan Love, what was his dude? 12 of 18, 149 yards, zero touchdowns, because zero points, and one interception. Uh, the one interception, he'll tell you he wish he had it back. Horrible decision, which is how I'm going to sum up his uh, game was he just had very poor game management. Um, I think that this is something that you can definitely clean up, but it's something that, you know, we can definitely have with that year off and everything. I think that he should be better suited at this point. It definitely, I don't see the superstar in the future. You're not going to get another Aaron Rodgers. Let's put it that way. I don't see it in him at this point. Um, however, he may be a successful and even a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And if they both win one Super Bowl, then they go down as equals ultimately. Um, with that being said, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest throwers of the ball I've ever seen. And I definitely give that respect and props where due. All right. So back to Jordan Love. Uh, there was a delay of game right before the half. So they had one timeout. He definitely could have called a timeout. We could have done something. You know, it was just poor game management. Cost him five yards. Definitely set us back. Mason Crosby ended up missing a field goal. Um, we went for it multiple times on fourth and goal and got stopped. Um, not that he – he did get to throw it one time. I remember that. He threw it, and uh, Tredavious White made a great pass breakup. There was no separation. There wasn't much room for Jordan Love to put the ball. It was, you know, it wasn't his fault, to be honest. Um, What else? Uh, he should, if, if we're talking about, you know, game management and everything, I think you got to be able to recognize personnel. You have to be able to recognize that Tredavious White is one of the top cornerbacks in the league, and he kept attacking him. I don't know if it's just he enjoys that side of the field. Being a right-handed quarterback is what I'm guessing. 
But he kept going after Tredavious White. And you need to avoid the best. Look at how they play Jahir Alexander. How do you how do you go against him? You throw the other way. And I think that, you know, I don't know if ego gets in there or what he's trying to prove or whatever, but we don't have a good we don't have a great wide receiver out there to begin with. If you have Devontae Adams on him, now there you go. Equal match. You might be able to shoot some in there. Look good. When you have a backup in there, you need to you need to figure out where's the best place to put your pieces. Right now, you're shooting at their their strongest piece. It's that's not a good idea. That is not a good idea. I think that's the brain side of it. I think that's the uh, it's going to be hard to teach at this point with all this time off. He's had nothing to do but study. And if you haven't learned that by this point, I'm not sure you know you're ever going to be at that prime prime spot. You just there's brains and the knowledge behind that part. It seems simple when you think about it, right? That's pretty much the best player on the field. Why are you going to throw at him? When we have, if you're lucky, Malik Taylor's over there, but half the time it was Bagleton, and it was like just very questionable on his thinking. And, the you know, those patterns were very concerning, I'll put it that way. Um, his interception was a horrible decision. He tripped. He got up. He just made a horrible decision. And that's, you know, like NFL, that's what costs you. That's, he got a 69 passer rating. I do enjoy there was a lot of offsides. There was um, even a false start by Malik Taylor, which is going to be his one downfall of this entire game. I think he was like five of six, caught everything thrown his way except for the interception, which was not his fault. Um, Tredavious White had great defense on him and was pulling him while Micah Hyde, everybody remembers that, go Pat, go. Um, he came flying in for the interception. Congratulations, Micah Hyde, and always like to see you doing well. No hate there especially during the preseason. Rather see you do well against us during the preseason. I can be happy for you during the regular season. Go Pack Go. That's all I can say. Um, with that being said, Jordan Love, he did okay. It wasn't what you wanted to see, especially brain-wise. You want to see him just making the smartest plays on the field. If, if plays aren't available, he can be throwing it away. That's okay. We see Aaron Rodgers do, do that a lot. Um, I think two years ago, he was throwing the ball away a lot. But ultimately, it was a decent showing. Um, nothing stand out, nothing you want to talk about, not worth watching the, even the highlights over. Kurt Bankert, pretty much the same story. Uh, 7 of 11, wasn't slinging the ball all over. He definitely went out with a lot safer um, view. I think he wanted to show that he, he doesn't turn the ball over. However, I think he definitely didn't put up points, and it might have cost you your chance at the roster spot. I don't think it's worth keeping him around at this point. I mean, definitely if you can put him on the practice squad. He might, you know, he'll probably stay there. Might be taken. I'll tell you what, though. If you put Malik Taylor over there, he has showed enough during this preseason. Besides the false start that he did yesterday, he has shown enough where if you don't sign him, somebody else will. Um, I think, you know, Kurt Benkirk, if you put him back there, maybe somebody signs him, maybe not. Maybe the Raiders will pick him up. They're pretty good at doing that. Haha, <laughs> Raider fans. Um, Matt Flynn, for example. With that being said, Malik Taylor, I think, you know, he he made some catches. He's not going to sit on the practice squad. Somebody will sign him. Might be, I think, personally, I would let Kurt Benkert go to the practice squad. He's replaceable. Malik Taylor, if he goes, he's going to be signed. You're going to lose him. Um, That's my personal opinion. I wish Devin Funches was there, as we all know, but, yeah, he's not. All right, so Jordan Love. You did all right, bro, but man, man, you had some opportunities. You have some tape to go look at. You just got to manage that game, man. Figure out where the strongest, you know, attack their weakest link. You're attacking their strongest link. I think that sums up 
the game you performed. And if you're going to keep going like that, we will n- continue to put up zero points. So um, how much does that go on the coaches? I think the game plan was pretty much boo-boo. Um, I didn't see many, like, excelling plays. We weren't, you know, there wasn't a lot of motion to get guys open. Um, I think that, you know, the coaches definitely dropped the ball on this one. They could have drawn up some nice plays for Jordan Love and just getting some movement, some sweeps, and I thought that they dropped the ball, especially defensive side. There was a lot of zone. I'm not really sure, you know, which, how to even judge the defense just because I don't know what they're in. They're always in zone, and what zone are they, and where were they, where to end, and who is supposed to be where, and is that on them? Is that on some? I hate watching zone tape. Um, it's really hard. It's really hard just because you don't know who messing up their zone, where their zone ends, where it starts, where it ends. You know the general, like what you think of and what your idea of the zone is. But with these different DCs, everybody switches things up, and they switch them up beautifully. So, you know, everybody's minds are different, and I don't want to assume that I know where this zone is and, you know, call somebody out when they're running a zone, and it ends up being somebody else and me being the idiot, but I think I know. So I always assume I'm the idiot in that scenario. So, you know, it was a lot of zone. Oh, man, it's going to – I'm going to just – Jump right into the defense. I mean, I really want to finish the offense, but since we're talking about the zone, Isaac Yeadam, man. What do we do with this guy? We traded him, you know, Josh Jackson for Isaac. Man, I think he did better than Josh Jackson would have done in any tape. Um, Watching his tape, I watched him a lot. Every catch that he gave up, he was very close to the defender. He was within, you know, two or three yards. He gave up a, a, a very long touchdown pass where the guy broke to the inside. I'm not sure if he had, you know, all the rear zones. I'm not sure if there was supposed to be somebody in that middle zone back there, and he just followed the guy because he knew that there was nobody else in that spot and just reading. I'm not sure where his zone was, you know, so I'm going to put it on him. But even then, he was very close. Um, and every catch against him, he was, you know, very close to to the player, unlike Josh Jackson where he was like five yards away and making up speed. Um I do think, you know, we could definitely, Isaac could have done a lot better on special teams, much better. He, he missed a block downfield on number 33. 33 went and smashed Amari Rodgers, who lost his helmet again, man. This dude loses his helmet every time he gets hit. Either fix your head or fix the, you know, I don't think it's the helmets because everybody else wears helmets. Good, man. Something wrong with that guy. But with that being said, um, he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. Isaac, you man, I'm hoping you make the roster, but at the same time, I'm not even mad if, you know, you don't. He's He is a solid guy. I think that he didn't give up, you know, many big plays. He gave up the big touchdown, but that's going to happen, especially, you know, they had Josh Allen has been a star. He put the ball on the money. That wide receiver ran a decent route. I mean, it's going to happen. You should have a safety back there. Or, you know, it should be double back there somehow or you know I wasn't sure what exactly they're doing on the defensive side so I don't want to ride him too hard but you were the closest man and he was close he was there he was there if that ball was a little behind or not like in front of him where it was he would have had a chance at kind of you know defending but that ball was on the money it was beautiful that was that was a nicely thrown ball all right with that being said um I'm hoping I'm hoping I mean Shamir Jean Charles showed more heart and uh, he, he had a special teams tackle or two. I mean, that dude was flying around special teams-wise. He was holding it down. He's a, sm- a lot smaller guy. I'm not sure that he could block the gunners, kind of like they were asking Isaac Edom to do. 
and that's a very hard job. I played a lot of special teams, and that's a hard spot to guard. I was a gunner too, so it's it's kind of easy to get past those guys, especially if they're not you know great at it and holding. They can hold you, but that's when you get the flag. Um, Shamir Jean Charles, all his defense, he he played decent defense. You know, he was more of a Josh Jackson type, to be honest. He was kind of back and playing a little away. He wasn't on the players very much, um, but very consistent. You know, he was very consistent. You can see, you know, he's working on and improving on, you know, just where he is when the ball gets to the wide receiver and where he is in his body position. I thought that he's been improving throughout the preseason. And as a youngster, that gives him plenty of room to grow. So you definitely want to see him make the roster. Um, as far as the secondary, I mean, Vernon Scott, oh, man, he had a lot of opportunity. He had one big game for us. And since then, he, I mean, he missed a tackle, a huge tackle on the sideline after blowing, you know, letting the, the receiver catch the ball. It might even have been a running back. I don't remember. I just remember his tackle where he just went flying or he got juked and he just went high and it, it looked horrible. Um, gave up definitely a big play. That was Vernon Scott. Um, man, what was it? Is it Vernon Scott? I hope it's Vernon Scott. But yeah, I think it's Vernon Scott. And then, uh, yeah, I remember Black. Black did very good. I remember as our uh, backup safety spot because that's a competition. Wondering who's going to fill that. And uh, Black did uh, awesome. Uh, he was. I saw him running around. I didn't really even write him down in my notes, but for everything that I saw, he didn't make any large mistakes. Like I said, very hard to judge with the zone. But as far as coming up and filling, you know making the hits that he needed to hit and the tackles and covering and helping with tackles. I thought black did awesome. Um, he might've earned his way into that backup spot. TJ Slayton. I love TJ Slayton, man. He wasn't getting up the field at all. I watched a lot of that tape. Um, our defensive line Heflin. I mean, you might've earned yourself a little spot on the roster, but TJ Slayton, Maybe as a run blocker, man, but he was not getting, he was not breaking through. Maybe it was a lot of, I don't remember a lot of double teams, but, you know, if we watch it back, maybe there was a lot of double teams. I just didn't see the pressure. I didn't see him on the the opponent's side of the ball very often. If anything, I saw him going backwards um, on his own wheel and kind of backpedaling. Very, very strange scenario by the goal line. I remember watching him go back like two or three steps and then pushing to the side, and he was actually part of the tackle, which he just flew and kind of flopped on the ground, but... Um, very interesting. You know, I, I wanted to see more out of TJ Slayton, especially we could have used the pressure. There wasn't much pressure on Josh Allen. I mean, I understand they had their starters out there, so he's going against the best, but that's when he had a time to shine. He definitely had a huge opportunity and did not capitalize. Um, Jack Heflin, I thought the opposite. If there's going to be somebody that was one of the, the higher improved, the most improved on the defensive side, of the line, I definitely give the Jack Heflin. Um, he made some great plays. He actually had a pressure on Josh Allen when he threw a touchdown pass. And, you know, it was a touchdown pass and everything, but man, he was right in his face. He took him down. Uh, no, you know, no rough in the passer penalty this week, which he got last week, which I wouldn't feel was too deserving, but it's preseason, so you got to be nice to those guys. But overall, he did a decent job. He, had, he definitely shot through a couple times, he made a couple tackles. Um, I saw him out there. He's one of the better defensive linemen of this game, and that's going against Buffalo's starting line, and they're they're dang good starting line. So good job, Jack Heflin. You know, I, I think if we don't sign you, I think you will find work somewhere. Uh, that was a good showing. Congratulations. McDuffie, 
he showed some good blitzes. I did see him, you know, on a blitz or two, and he, he did really good. He made some solid tackles. Um, with that being said, he cannot shed a blocker. Every time a blocker hit that guy, it seemed like they were stuck like glue. Um, I say that, you know, very, very, uh, you're, you're better at it than I am. So with that being said, I definitely respect, and I'm not disrespecting in any way, but, man, you got to shed some blockers. Every time they got their hands on him, he was, like, out of the play. It was That was disappointing. Um, I mean, very disappointing. There was a point that brings me back to Jack Heflin. Man, there was a point that play when he got to Josh Allen. I wish I could see a better film angle of what you did to the offensive lineman because he was there. Heflin must have grabbed him and threw him because that lineman went forward and out, and he and Heflin was on the quarterback. That was a beautiful play, by the way, brother. I just remembered it right now. Let me give you a round of applause for that one, Jack Heflin. That'll get you on a roster spot on its own right there. Uh, McDuffie, like I said, decent all around. Um, I don't want to see him as middle linebacker this year. I think we have definitely more talent, but you give him a year or two back there, he definitely can get the flow of the game and be a solid, you know, second, second, third player. Um, not bad, not bad. Let's go back to Delonte Scott. I'm not sure what's going to happen, brother, but I just wish you would have set the edge a little better again. Week after week, it's just failed to set the edge, failed to set the edge. It did not happen. Um, Delonte Scott got beat again on the edge multiple times. I watched it. It hurt. Just as a former edge player, you wouldn't believe me because I'm so freaking small now, but I always was. But I run around them fools, and I know about setting the edge. They can't go around you, man. That's part of the game, and they definitely went around him quite a bit. Chauncey Rivers had a decent game. Um, He was flying around out there. Not a name I'm very familiar with. Not even sure where you came flying out of, but he definitely came flying towards that ball a couple times. He put quite a few pressures. Um, He sealed the edge decently, and... Chauncey Rivers, congratulations to the NFL, brother. I thought you had a good showing. I give you a round of applause as well. Good job, my friend. Good job, my friend. With that being said, that covers, you know, most of the defensive side. I thought the defense, you know, we didn't do very good. We definitely were dropping in zone. Um, they picked on us. They they picked us apart. I would have loved to see interceptions. I Picked up the Packers defense on my fantasy football team because I believe we're going to be flying around. With, you know, we got we got we got a lot of talent back there. They weren't on the field. Um, Buffalo Bills were playing all their talent. Packers were playing basically none. None of our starters were out there. So with that being said, it's totally not all on their fault. But individually, nobody really put down a good tape. Uh, Shamir Jean Charles definitely showed that he'll put his hat in there. He put down some good tackling tape. Some good, you know. Oh, man, he put down some good tackling tape. As far as all-around defense, special teams, Shamir Jean Charles put down some good tackling tape. Jack Heflin put down some hit, you know, some highlights. It was it was interesting. TJ Slayton didn't do much. That was very... Uh, we expect more out of you. You're going to get more opportunities. Um, I didn't see much of Lindsley Kiki in the game. I sh- should have checked, but I didn't see much of him. Wondering what's going on there. Maybe they're just saving him. Um Maybe because he's higher up. All right. So defensive side, very disappointing. Very disappointing. But we were outmatched, completely outmatched. So with all that said, good job, defense. We do want to give you a round of applause because only gave up 19, and you basically played their starters the entire first half. So good job, guys. Good job. Um, We'll see what pans out there. I don't think there's too many spots that are even in consideration anymore. 
It'll be interesting to see if Isaac Yedem makes it. He definitely showed that he can he can be there. He'll be there around the ball. If they throw a bad pass, he'll definitely pick it off. He'll be there to, or to block it, knock it down. Um, he hasn't had many interceptions in his career. I think only one. However, you know, he was better, definitely better than Josh Jackson. So I think that was a hit on, you know, upper management, Goody and, you know, management. Good trade. Good trade. I can't knock the trade. I think it was a good trade. Um, special teams. Let's jump to special teams before I go back and, uh, you know what? Let me jump back to, I'm going to jump back because I'm really excited about the special team side, even though I don't sound like it because it is special teams. AJ Dillon was running around out there. He got a couple rushes. He was just solid, consistent, um, decent blocking. You know, no highlights and no low lights. I thought he was just solid. Ex- exact, ha, exactly what you expect out of AJ Dillon. Um, Hill, number 32, man. He's a little Aaron Jones. This dude is making plays, which is why I was kind of, you know, not upset, but I didn't like the signing of Aaron Jones for so much money because he's definitely replaceable. I think Hill could slide into that spot very easily save the Packers a whole lot of money, especially if Aaron Jones gets injured this year. I think Hill will slide right in and you won't see much of a miss. Um, that dude has a lot of talent. He might be the steal of the draft. I've even heard on multiple occasions, but I mean, he put up a great film again. I think he averaged his averaged over five yards of carry and nothing but beautiful tape, nothing. So, Hill, congratulations. Go Pack Go, baby. I know you're one of us. You're definitely going to be joining the party. And uh, you definitely beat out Dexter Williams, even though Dexter Williams showed a lot of speed, a lot of, you know, running around. Uh, Shamir Jean Charles, he did do some uh, punt return, which was interesting. But Dexter Williams, I believe he was a little bit of special teams as well, or it has been throughout the preseason. So he gets a little bit of value there. Um, Nothing stand out once again, but that dude does have speed. Not sure what will happen with Dexter Williams. But either way, man, appreciate you. Go Pack Go. Hopefully, I don't know if you'll make the roster or not. Patrick Taylor, um, once again, he had some poor blocking. Um, it was a sack that he was just kind of late to getting over to. and He definitely did some good things, though. He definitely had some decent runs. He put his head down, gained some good yardage. Nothing bad to say about the guy. I'm not sure if he'll make the roster. Probably not, but... Patrick Taylor, decent, decent go, decent go. I'll give you a round of applause. May not be able to give you another one. And go, Pat, go, baby. Love that, love that. Like I said, Malik Taylor, man, amazing outing. Um, he did have that false start, which is, you know, that's elementary, especially at wide receiver. You just watch the freaking ball. Um, I think Jordan Love had a really good hard count. That was amazing. I think he did very well on that side. And he got Malik Taylor. So, Malik Taylor, you need, you know, I think you're gonna your future is bright, brother. If it's not with the Packers, you're gonna go somewhere and you will be all right. Um, Amari Rogers saw a lot of snaps. I mean, he saw punt coverage. He saw you know punt return. I don't think punt coverage, but punt return. He saw his helmet go flying every time he was hit. Pretty much, um, his preseason snap volume. I did want to recognize. I want to give you a round of applause. The dude is fearless. He goes through the middle of the field. He takes the hits. He's not complaining. The dude is out there earning everything, and it's amazing to watch. I remember when uh, Randall Cobb was like that. I do remember that. And Amari Rogers, I do want to give you, you know, congratulations. Welcome to the team. Your preseason was, you know, decent, especially with the quarterbacks you were given and everything. I thought that he produced and performed at a very good level. With that being said, how about, man, 
we got Myers. Our what was that? Second round pick, I believe. Number seventy one. Is he second round? Or third. I think he was second. Man, this dude is yeah, he was second because my uh Amari Rogers was third. Myers is he's great. I mean, he had a lot of playing time in the first half of this game. So did Newman. Uh Royce Newman, congratulations. I, I'm definitely believing you two together showed a very great tape. I enjoyed watching our offensive line. Um I mean, what what do you what do you want me to say? This is the hit. I think this is the most solid player that was probably drafted as far as offensive centers for sure. He came out. Josh Myers is going to hold it down. He's definitely our week one starter. He earned every bit of it. Um, once he went out and once they benched him for the, the rest of the game, we had a bad snap. The next, you know, I think one or two snaps later, it was fumbled and hit uh, Love in his shin or in his knees. So with that being said, he was flawless, man. He had a great preseason the blocking um, over week three was tremendous. I mean, it it was amazing, man. It was it was just watching it compared to week one where he was a little more off balance and just trying to figure out where to navigate and where to go, especially in the open field where he seemed a little bit lost. We cleaned it up. Our offensive line looked so much better than it did week one. Um, credit to all of our coaches over there. All the O-line, anybody who had anything to do with that O-line, it looks so much better, especially with Buffalo playing all their starters. I thought that Newman was very consistent. Um, we're going to need that too. Even if he doesn't remain starter the entire season, if he ends up you know, being a backup, that depth is going to be amazing just because he and, he and Myers, man, I watched them working together. They didn't miss much. They were constantly working together with communication and just being on it. They, were, they did amazing. With that being said, I believe my most improved from week one to week three player on, and that's, you know, all around, but especially offensive side, Yash Neiman, uh, number 73. I thought that first week, I thought we could have cut him. Um, the tape was awful. And, man, he kept going. Week two, I knew his name. He definitely did some, you know, very consistent blocking. And I thought this third week was his best film yet, which is awesome to see. You know, congratulations, brother. I believe uh, the first week I said we could cut you, like you weren't going to make it. And with that being said, man, over three weeks, your tape improvement has been beautiful. I want to give credit where due. Um, You've definitely done your homework, and congratulations, brother. I hope you make the roster or a roster, but I wouldn't mind seeing you on ours. I thought you did a decent job over there, You, especially when you ended up in space week three. You did a fair job and very consistent. Good job. Good job, O-line. I thought they did fairly well, especially with against the you know the players they were going against. They were going against high caliber players. I thought they did very very well on our offensive line side. Um, the biggest fail I thought was Sternberger. I think that he very clearly made it. He made it very clear that you know um, he probably doesn't deserve. He doesn't belong blocking in this league. Is going to be what it comes down to. I think that he failed on multiple blocks when I was watching his tape. There's a couple he got, but ultimately, especially the key block at the goal line, he got blown up. I mean, there's just times where he's, I don't know if his size, it, it's definitely position. He's not in the right position. Um, I think if you, you know, if you're in front of the guy and you get rolled over, that's one thing. You're just undersized, but he's people beating him to the inside and just, it's bad, especially on those key plays. I thought Sternberger showed that he was not, he was not doing the blocking that we need 
Um, I know we have Mercedes Lewis, so we have this. The bar is so high; it's not even fair from what I, you know, we expect from our tight ends. But Sternberger definitely was not on that level. He spent a lot of years with us. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed if I saw him go at this point. You know, go pack, go baby! I do want to give you a round of applause for your hard work, but I definitely did not see enough to to keep it keep it going from here. We'll see what happens. Um, with that being said, Dominic Daphne, he missed a key fourth down block, and that was huge. Um, we got to take that as it is. I mean, that one, that was huge, especially right there. Oh, very costly, very costly. It hurts to see zero points. I definitely wish we would have put up some. We dropped a big zero. So offense, I definitely feel that they dropped the ball. Ultimately, Malik Taylor came out. He showed out. He balled out. Um, Amari Rogers very consistent again. Hill, I mean, we had Hill came out. Dexter Williams definitely hit a corner and started breaking. So I think we understand what Dexter Williams offers at this point. We see more upside in Hill. A.J. Dillon, very consistent. Um, I want to see what you do with your big O-line out there and then give you a little more, a couple more yardage and give him that one-on-one. He's definitely going to break some people off, man. People are going to hate seeing him come through the hole. So that'll be beautiful. Now we're on to special teams. Special teams with something, man. Mason Crosby with his punt. Let's hear it, folks. Let's hear it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mason Crosby, after what is he in the league now? This is his 15th year. 14 years in the league, never punted. He's always been our backup punter, I guess he said. But, oh, man, Mason Crosby with a decent punt out there. That was nice to see. Um, congratulations. And then he missed the very easy field goal. Well, maybe vice versa, but I'm just reporting on the one first. Because, man, that was dope. It was, it was pretty cool to see Mason Crosby punt the ball. That was cool. Um, I'm not sure if everybody really even noticed but Mason Crosby definitely punted the ball. That was dope. Um, he also missed a very, very close field goal. Not sure what exactly happened there. Hopefully they can patch that up. Um, he was looking down kind of strangely. I'm not really sure if he knows what happened there. Maybe go over the tape. Maybe it was held wrong. Not sure where the laces were at and blah, blah, blah. But definitely an easy chip shot that he missed. It's only concerning because we've seen him go through a drought before with McCarthy where he was missing freaking everything, man. But hopefully that doesn't happen again. We definitely believe in that guy. And uh, let's go, Mason. That was it. That was a cool little punt, though. All right. But overall, uh, special teams did solid. I thought we did very good. There weren't many returns at all. I don't think there was a single kick return. I think they were all touchbacks. It was cool seeing uh, Shamir Jean Charles out there ready to receive some. Um, you know, I think Amari Rogers did – you know, he, he did return a punt, maybe eight yards or something. It was a you know decent return, but ultimately that's the one where oh, I hate to see it, but Isaac Yedem, he could have blocked that number 33, went downfield. He had a bad angle. I know it's hard to make that block when you're running side by side somebody, and it's very difficult to make a block at that point. He probably slowed him down a step, but the guy that he tried to block made the play, so you're definitely going to stand out for that and not in a good way. Overall, though, I thought the special teams cleaned it up a lot more this week. Um, I was happy to see that. Very happy to see that. Not sure what all changed on the coaching side of things or what they did different, but we definitely had better results. So um, congratulations on that, coaching. i got to give prop to you. I was being very critical of you the last two weeks because they were definitely um, below par performances. But this week you did all right. Good job, special teams. Um, you definitely were probably the highlight of our Week three preseason. 
All righty, folks. So, Packer-wise, that's about it. Zero points. Um, not very many standouts. Our O-line was definitely impressive, and that's about how that went, folks. So, yesterday, instead of watching the game, that's why I had to watch it. I came back last night, but, I, you know, a couple modellos later, and I watched the game, and then I watched it again this morning. Um, missed out on a little family time, but, you know, got to get it to the people. Got to get it to the people. All right, so what I did do instead of watch the game was I went to a fantasy football draft party. Very interesting. We were running a super flex for the for the uh, fantasy football people out there. Um, super flex basically means you can run two quarterbacks in the uh, you know your super flex spot. And so with that being said, I picked differently than everybody else in the room. It's kind of come back to bite me when it comes back to running backs because that's the weakest section of my team, I would have to say. But my strength lies in the quarterback spot. So I picked the last, you know, I was the last pick basically every round. There was a round or two where I got to pick first, but ultimately I got the worst draft spot, which is fine because I definitely came out with one of the stronger drafts. Um, Nobody wants to face me. And I'll tell you why right now. My first pick, everybody's grabbing running backs and wide receivers off the board. So my first pick, Patrick Mahomes. That's my starting quarterback. Uh, Patty Mahomes, he was on the board, number one quarterback on my list at least um, with a super flex option. And so I grabbed Patty Mahomes. Everybody was kind of shocked, you know, they didn't want to see him go that early. They were hoping to grab him in the second and third. But I started with the quarterbacks. Um, Everybody was, you know, surprised a bit by that one, but – I thought it was a good pickup. So round two comes around. Everybody's picking, you know, a couple quarterbacks go off the board high. So when it comes to my round two, who do I pick up? Lamar Jackson. Pick up Lamar Jackson as my super flex. I think, you know, between him and Patrick Mahomes, I picked two of the, you know, top five quarterbacks in the league. Definitely going to benefit me tremendously with that super flex option. With that said, I was falling in my running backs. And I was watching all the running backs and wide receivers just coming off the board. So that's where I'm at at that point in, you know, end of round two. I'm, I've got quarterbacks in my pocket. Everybody in the room is just flipping out now. Like, what, Lamar Jackson? Like, no way. Like, what, what do you want for trade? Already offering trades. And it's definitely interesting. I can definitely navigate it differently throughout the season if I need to, especially because I'm going to drop this now, but I picked them up late in the, late in the draft. Uh, it's an eight team. There's only eight teams in there. Um, I think we did like 22 rounds, 24 rounds, something crazy. But I grabbed Trevor Lawrence really late, maybe like the 16th round or something. Trevor Lawrence was still sitting on the board. I want to see what he does. Maybe, you know, one of those, I got three of the, possibly the three of the best quarterbacks in fantasy league, you know, depending on what Trevor Lawrence really does over there. So I do have him in my back pocket as well. Uh, quarterback wise, I definitely have the strongest, you know, quarterback roster in our league. Um, that's where I stand out. That's where I started. I probably shouldn't have, but next would be my running backs. Running backs, you know, I did pick up Austin Eckler. I'm excited about that one with the Chargers. I think he'll put up a lot of points for me. Um, that's my big standout right there. Uh, the next round, I picked up a, I remember I started going, I went A.J. Brown, I believe, at that point. I might have gone Thielen, but I think I went Brown and picked up a wide receiver. But just to keep it in the running back room, I got Eckler. And I also got Robinson from Jacksonville just because Travis Etienne went out for the season. I think Robinson is going to get, you know, that workload for the number one spot and possibly be a decent, you know, late pickup there in the running back room. So I did grab him up. 
Um, my other two running backs, because I only have two more, and they're going to be riding my bench, hopefully, unless one of them really starts producing, um, is Swift from Detroit. He's hit or miss, especially Jamal Williams over there. He's going to soak up a little bit. they definitely running back by committee. But if Swift gets hot, I do have him. And I also have Moss for Buffalo. He splits time with Singletary. It's kind of 50-50 there as well. So I'm not happy with either of those two, really. But I'm not too disappointed. I could sneak him in there on a bye if I need to. Um, I don't think that Robinson and Eckler are the worst two I could have. Definitely Eckler is decent. But Robinson, we'll see how he does. I'm just hoping he stays healthy and maybe he produces and shines. We'll see. Because, you know, Trevor Lawrence is over there. They got to play the pass a little bit. So hopefully that running lane opens up. We'll see. We'll see. They definitely need some line help over there, I believe, and that does not look good for running back. All right, so wide receiver room. We'll jump over there. Wide receiver room is, I think I got a decent wide receiver room. Like I said, I got Brown from uh, Tennessee. He's usually putting up, you know, he's he's a stud in fantasy football. I picked up Thielen, I know, as Minnesota fans. Probably unhappy with me having him on a Packer, you know, Packer team and Packer fans unhappy with me having him on a Packer team. But with that being said, Adam Thielen, you're on my fantasy team and he was sitting there. I was surprised he was still sitting there. Nobody wanted the white boy, so I had to grab him. Hey, so I had to grab that dude. Um, Definitely not going to root for him, but, you know, got to root for him now, Adam Thielen. And I picked up uh, Boyd from Cincinnati. Uh, I think that was a decent pickup. I'm not going to lie. He was sitting on the board and it was, it was later rounds. I remember looking at my value list and he was up there and he was like sitting up there above like six or seven players that had already gone. I was like, wow, he's really still out there. So I grabbed him. I thought that was kind of a steal. And this is where my draft knowledge came into play because these, these next ones are going to be, oh, not really because I did get Robbie Anderson um, from Carolina. I think he can be pretty consistent. Robbie Anderson in my wide receiver room. So my wide receiver room's not bad. I've got Thielen, Brown, Boyd, and Anderson. You know, definitely four, you know, starters across the board. Not a bad wide receiver room. I definitely have um, Brandon Ayuk, right, from San Francisco. He's, you know, he's up there. I also picked up Jalen Waddle. He was down late and late in the draft, man. I'm talking about like 18, like, 20th round, I think, I grabbed Jalen Waddle. I believe he was a sixth overall pick in the draft. He was just sitting down. I don't think anybody knew his name. They're like, Jalen Waddle, snatch that up. Um, you know who else I got at running back who might stand out, which I forgot to tell you guys? I got Williams from uh, Denver. Uh, if anybody knows Javante Williams, he was drafted decently high. I know that they have Melvin Gordon over there. Uh, Melvin Gordon... I believe he's, you know, been questionable with the, the health issues. Maybe not. Maybe I'm making a mistake. I should have looked it up. But I did pick up Williams over there in Denver, hoping that he produces. And now back to the wide receivers. So wide receivers, as I scrolled down the list, you know, my starters, my starters are starters. They're up there. Jalen Waddle, we'll see what he does. I'm hoping that's the steal of the draft. I called it when I grabbed him, and I was like, what? Like, nobody picked this guy? Nobody knows the draft guys. This is because of me collecting sports cards and the autographs and understanding who was drafted high. I understand that these guys are like first round picks. So they stand out to me as a card collector. And these guys are like, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know what you're talking about. With that being said, I got Terrence Marshall 
um, with uh, Carolina. Terrence Marshall could be something, could not. You know, I know that a lot of people hit or miss on Terrence Marshall coming out of college, but I do believe, you know, he's going he's gonna to do all right. I think he had a decent game yesterday, which, you know, was nice. One player that, you know, unfortunately got injured during uh, was it train, training camp or maybe it was preseason, I don't really remember, Rashad Bateman I picked up for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I know everybody had high hopes for him. He's probably not going to play the first two weeks. But if he comes in by week four, week five, and he starts turning up, I could definitely use Rashad Bateman. And I got Elijah Moore um, from the Jets. I definitely think high of Elijah Moore, um, especially with their quarterback. Oh, I think he just got injured for four weeks. But we'll see what happens over there. Hopefully their quarterback comes in and they can, you know, hopefully produce over there. I also got Kadarius Tony. I might drop him. Um, he's not expected to play. He's been having some serious issues over there with COVID and different injuries. So Kadarius Tony with the Giants, we'll see what happens. I might end up dropping him depending on how things go. Um, I got Graham Cano as my kicker. You know, nothing too great, but he is a uh, New York Giants, and I can see them kicking more field goals than touchdowns. So I did grab him. And I picked up the Packers defense. I had to have at least one Packer on my team. You know, I, mean, I had to. And with that being said, I believe in our defense. I think that we have one of the top secondaries in the league. I think that we're going to get some interceptions. There's going to be a lot of tip balls. Um, we're going to get a lot of sacks. We have, you know, a lot of talent, amazing talent. We were the lowest defense on the list that I had in front of me. Um, but I, I don't know who makes that list in particular. And I was looking at it like, yeah, crazy. So I saw the Packers sitting there. They were my very last draft pick. Packers defense picked that up. And uh, I'm excited about that one, man. I'm super excited. They're only quoted to have like four points against Jameis Winston. I, I beg to differ. I think that we really might eat them up. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll have all of our starters out there on the field. I see a lot more than four. I'm going to call out, you know, eight, eight points right now, seven or eight points at least. I think that we'll get some sacks. We'll get some INTs. They might put up, you know, 17 points. Oh, excuse me. That's just what I see coming out of them. So I just wanted to come to y'all Sunday, you know, right after the game, keep it fresh with you guys. Um, definitely finish at fantasy football. So I'll keep you guys locked in with that one. Let you know how it's going. Um, if you guys see anything on the waiver wire, let me know. I'm definitely looking at picking up Gurley. I might drop uh, Tony and pick up Todd Gurley just because I think he might be picked up in Baltimore. And if he's picked up, that dude can shine. And that might be the sleeper still not even signed guy to get right now is Todd Gurley. So we'll see how that goes. With that being said, uh, this is Bob Dog. This is, you know, particularly Packers podcast. Subscribe where you get your podcast. Hit me on social media if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or just want to show some love, man. I appreciate all of y'all. If you have any questions as far as trading cards or fantasy football, you guys want me to speak on anything, or you guys have a player that you want to highlight and that you'll believe you believe will be something, hit me, hit me. I'm not, you know, haven't done fantasy football in the last two, three years, so I'm not really, I have a little gap in knowledge where I missed a year or two, but whatever. I know how this works. All righty, folks. And with that being said, everybody's looking at me like I was crazy for taking the two uh, quarterbacks right off the back. But when you're running the super flex, man, the quarterbacks are so valuable, so valuable. And we're only allowed to have three. I threw Trevor Lawrence in there too, man. You can't be mad at me on that one. 
the running back room, eh, we'll see. But maybe if Trevor Lawrence does good enough, I can trade him for uh, an amazing running back. Hey, that, that might work. So we'll see down the line. Keep some options out there. Give us something to speak on. And love you guys. Over and out. Bob Dog. Go Pack Go. You have been listening to the Particularly Packers podcast. Please follow us on social media and please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, Go Pack Go.